0: Today's episode is brought to you by Tenacity. The Tenacity founders have a lifetime of experience in healthcare and the food service industry. And in 2016, they provided Middle Tennessee State University with a $2.5 million grant to study the hemp plant and its all natural benefits. Tenassi's CBD plus CBDA is amazing, and it's twice as good as CBD alone. They have a full range of products that can help you find the product in the form that's right for you. They have topicals, salves, sports sticks, soft gels, gummies, and tinctures are all available. Their customer reviews are their best stories. If you have time and are interested, read their reviews on their website to see how their products are changing people's lives. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tenacity products for 30 days, and if you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. Go to tenacity.com and use code ACP to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order when you use promo code A-C-P. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice a week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I'm talking about avoidance and aversion and how they don't help with your anxiety. We talk here often about the uh, the avoidance part, like don't avoid the things that you are fearing. Um, don't continually make your life and your world smaller and smaller because it will just keep getting smaller. We do learn to lean in and to not avoid. And I also want to add in there the aversion we do want to be careful of our aversions. That's that really strong dislike or um, steering clear of, you know, don't, that deep feeling of dislike is actually quite alarming to our system. So that doesn't help with our anxiety either. And we can look at the words fear and anxiety, and we use them, I use them often interchangeably. But in some ways they can be a little bit different. So I want to look at the difference of that today a little bit and then look at how it all melds together. We typically look at fear as that really concrete fight or flight response that comes up to a very real and present immediate danger. Uh, It's very present oriented. We know that it's happening, such as you step off that curb and you all of a sudden see a car speeding around the corner at you, and you just immediately jump up. That was fear that got you to move. And that fear is that surge of panic and that desire to move quickly is for survival. And this is a part of us that we are still living with that survive those survival mechanisms that help to keep us physically safe. And uh, we still need them. <laughs> And so we can have this response, though, to physical threats, but also to social threats. So that can get a little bit more murky. We'll we'll get into that as we go along here. And then anxiety can be seen more, if we wanted to tease it out a little bit more, as a more future-oriented uh, kind of fear more long range. It isn't happening in the now, but it's something that we are thinking about. And there there we go with our mind, right? So that could be the anxiety. Sometimes it's not clear. We feel anxious, right? And we don't quite know what we're anxious about or what it is we're, why we're feeling like this. And um, the anxiety can also be associated less with an immediate um, need to respond, but more with a kind of chronic um, tension or chronic feeling, or that arousal of chronically of those hormones, those, uh, those stress related hormones that are raging through our system. And then sometimes they, these two things uh, work together, right? We can be really, um, anxious and still feel panic and real fear at the same time. So it's not always clear, but we can see, and it, it's good to know that the, the fear is often associated with this clear and present, immediate safety need, and that the anxiety is more projecting out into the future. Today's episode is brought to you by the Say More podcast. We want to recommend the Say More podcast, where in a special series, Boston Globe columnist Shirley Leong is opening up the conversation about stress and burnout to help listeners feel less alone and inspired to get help. She connects with an array of experts like Krista Tippett, who tells us how to find meaning and stillness in modern life and shares her own journey to finding silence and moments of peace. And Emily Nagoski, on the ways stress lives in the body, the social pressures that make it worse, and how meaningful the quest to releasing stress can be. Plus, Kale Newport on how to be more productive and creative in an overstimulating world. The series uses medical science, social science, and philosophy to answer deep questions about how stress works on our bodies and our minds and you'll come away with concrete strategies to work better and live better. Listen to Say More wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. And you know, by supporting our sponsors, you're supporting us. So if you are interested in using Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth, please visit HappyMammoth.com and use promo code ACP for 15% off your first order. Thanks for supporting us by supporting our sponsors. If you're going through menopause, perimenopause, and you just really don't feel like yourself, right now, or if you are done with menopause, but you're still feeling like you have some of the hot flashes or racing thoughts and low moods, or still having trouble with your sleep, hormone harmony is the thing for you. Hormone harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts that are called adaptogens. I'm a big fan of herbal adaptogens because they help the body to adapt to stressors such as chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. I'm excited to give Hormone Harmony a try myself. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using code ACP at checkout. That's happymammoth.com with code ACP. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices not only do we use the words interchangeably, but sometimes the feelings are interchangeable and what's happening is all melded together. So, it's okay to uh, look at it that way as long as we can begin to notice which kind of arousal or which kind of trigger we're actually feeling. And so we can think of the different triggers as whether we could call it fear or anxiety, or you could call it a clear signal or a staticky signal or noise. That's a word that can be used also because static would sound like noise. Or is it, is it noisy and staticky or is it a clear signal? Now jumping off the, jumping back up onto the curb after you notice out of the corner of your eye a car speeding around the corner, that's a clear signal. There is nothing staticky or noisy about that. It is happening. So, um, that's what it would mean, um, to have a clear signal. It means that we're having the trigger and the feelings and the um, surge of, of our stress hormones and that there really is a danger and it really does call for some kind of a response from us, an emergency response. Do something now. So if you're uh, having, like I said, you're stepping off the curb and that car is speeding around the corner and you get anxious or you get frightened and that gets you back up on the curb, like I said, that's a clear signal of something happening and that you need to respond. And that is important information that the whole body is getting and reacting to in that immediate moment. It's amazing how quick it happens and that we don't actually even have to be thinking about it. That is the beauty of that whole system, that sympathetic nervous system that can pick up these signals and get us to respond immediately, keeping us safe and out of danger. Now, when there's static or noise or something isn't clear, um, staticky, you know, in between radio stations, um, that would be something like you waking in the middle of the night to use the bathroom or roll over, whatever, and all of a sudden you find yourself thinking. Now you're safe, you're in your bed, you're warm and toasty, and you find yourself thinking about your to-do list or this problem at work or the family situation that you are struggling with. And you begin to think of all of the challenges around this and all of the possibilities and things that you need to do about it. Now that is noise. That is static so um it's very important because, and why is that static? Because you're warm and safe in a bed and you're thinking about things in the future. That is not a clear signal that you need to respond and react immediately. So this can be really helpful to start paying attention to because then you can give yourself permission to. You know, I'm always giving you permission to let those future thinkings go, to let them pass by like clouds across the sky, but give yourself permission when you have labeled it. This is noise. This is staticky. This is not something that requires my immediate attention because actually we don't think about things well when we're in the middle of the night and it's dark. So you might as well go back to sleep and get some rest. So now we have a little bit of a better idea of the different kind of feelings that we're getting where the feeling is the same, but we can begin to understand, is this noise and static that's going on? Or is this clear? Is this a clear and present danger that I need to take care of? So what happens when people are stuck in the anxiety cycle, they tend to relate to the whole thing, the anxiety as a big capital B I G problem. And they want these feelings to stop. We deal with this in the group a lot. There is a feeling of, but I'm starting, I felt better yesterday. Why don't I feel better today? I want, I don't want these feelings again. Therein lies the aversion I was talking about. We start giving a little pushback to a tough day or to a regular day, but because it wasn't all um, sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns, we, we're... we're giving it some aversion, we're pushing back on it, we don't like it. And that keeps us in a stressed place. So be careful if you are stuck in this anxiety cycle, and you're feeling that this whole thing is a great big, huge problem, and you want it to stop, just begin to see that clearly and and label that as an aversion, because that is not helping you. The, um, thing that we want to keep in mind is that the it's not the thing. It isn't even the feelings of the anxiety, the rush of the hormones of, of adrenaline and cortisol and things turned on really fast for us. It's not even that, the feelings or the thing, but it is our interpretation of these things these feelings that determines whether or not we will stay in the cycle or whether we can begin finding our way out of it. And so we want to pay attention to the thing and to our interpretation. Look at those clearly. The thing is just is our interpretation, we can change. We can look at things differently, and that will help us to begin to not feel so triggered or so aroused. And again, it can just be with the aversion we can change that. We can say, well, wait a minute, maybe I can get to a little bit more neutral with how I'm feeling about my anxiety and how long it is taking me to heal and clear this. Maybe I don't have to feel so much aversion toward it, but I can begin to feel a little bit more neutral toward it. And that will take you much further. Because here's a good way to look at it. It's not, uh, this is uh, This is a really cute way to look at it. I, it's not only if I think it's a lion, not a beige rock that I'm going to go into my whole response to it. It's only if I think it's a lion, not a beige rock that I'm going to go into my whole response triggered response to it. It could be a beige rock, but if we think it's a lion, we're going to have the trigger. We're going to respond in a anxious and fearful manner. And there's no danger. It was our interpretation. So this is very important to remember. And so we get to change that. We get to look at things differently. We can even smile or laugh at ourselves and say and shake it off at that point and let it go go to rest. Oh my gosh, it it was just a big rock. Very often if we have had struggles in the past, if if we have had things happen to us and we haven't resolved or integrated all of these things and feel our feelings about what happened, we can experience a lot of very vague stimuli in our lives as as more threatening than it is so this is why we do well when we do go to our journals and begin to process these things and resolve some of our issues and actually be able to see them, get them on paper and we see them and things can begin to resolve and they can begin to integrate into our lives. So we do not have to be fearing them and have so many threatening uh, responses to things going on around us. And I know if you are struggling in the anxiety cycle right now, you do want it to go away. You do not want to have another bad day. But I want you to try to go to neutral again around both of these don't attach to, I want it to be gone now, and when is it going to be gone now, and the aversion of trying to push it away, any uh, tough days or challenges that come up. It takes time, and the more you can be in neutral and understanding about it, the more easeful and gracefully you will get through this. Anxiety is unpleasant and it has uh if it hadn't been unpleasant it wouldn't have worked for us it wouldn't have helped us survive like i talked about earlier stepping off the curb you want to be able to have this system in you working this sympathetic nervous system working uh, that part of you, because this is what has helped us to evolve and survive, and it will keep you alive even today. So don't look at it as such a negative. It's part of our system. We just have to watch how we're looking at it, how we're interpreting everything, and actually, like I said, go to more neutral around it. One of the other ways that our anxiety has helped us uh, in the past is that it helps us to avoid um, the things that have caused us unpleasant feelings in the past, and so it—it's like the snake, right? If you were bit by a snake you have unpleasant feelings about that or um you or the stories even you've been told about people who have been bit by snakes so you kind of avoid it right it's like uh and that's kind of a good thing it's a survival thing so when we feel anxious near something that looks like a snake right the coiled up rope that's going to help us keep away from snakes. And it actually does serve us as an adaptive function to keep us away from poisonous snakes. Now, anything, of course, can be taken to extremes, or we can you know, we can misinterpret things here and there, but for the most part, this helps to keep us alive. And so we don't want to look at those scary feelings that come up or the anxiety or fear as negatives. They just are. They're a part of the human condition and they are part of what has helped us to evolve this far along. We've actually been hardwired to experience Um, the triggered feelings of anxiety as an aversive feeling and as something that we really don't want to continually be experiencing. So I understand how you feel and that you do want to make it go away. Now, many people want to make it go away really fast, right? Many people come and they talk to me or they come in the group and they want something, whether it be a drug or a natural remedy to make the anxiety stop and they want it to stop medicinally, right? They want it, take something to make it go away or they may want to learn some kind of coping strategy that's going to help them relax and calm down. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to learn to relax and calm down, or the desire to make this uh, feeling that you're having this it feels so off and wrong. It feels like you n- need to medicinally deal with it. There's nothing wrong with that. And there is value in being able to do that. We talk here all the time about ways that we can learn to relax and calm our nervous system. And there is value in doing those things sometimes. And I want you to understand that that can If you, that's all you ever did, that would tend to be a temporary fix. It would not be getting out of the anxiety cycle. It would just be a temporary fix. So, uh, and that comes at a cost because what happens is you reinforce the idea of getting rid of the anxiety and the feeling that you have and that that is what you're actually your goal is to just get rid of it, right? Well, that feeling of wanting to get rid of it, again, is that aversion? It's like pushing against it. And the reason that doesn't work is because it is keeping you with that feeling of aversion in a state of arousal. You are already triggered just by having that thought of, I've got to get rid of this. What is much more important and the goal of healing and clearing your anxiety is to be able to accept the experience of being triggered here and there in life, because that's going to happen, and that arousal feeling, and to not panic with it, don't add with aversion and negative responses to the experience of the arousal and keep the cycle going. Because remember, I've told you that after you can register safety in your mind and body, it is 90 seconds and your body will stop putting out the stress hormones at the level that it needed to get you to respond. So you can begin to calm down naturally. You don't even need to do anything but register safety. So that's what we want to do. We want to stop adding with our aversion um, and accept the experience that we've been triggered. It's okay. Whether it was socially, environmentally, uh, whatever, you were triggered. It's okay. It's okay and we want to learn how to avoid avoidance, right? We I've talked about that over and over in different ways, that to avoid this natural tendency to get rid of what's uncomfortable. We want to avoid that. We We don't like it, but we can learn to accept it because the avoidance only keeps us in the cycle. Ron Siegel gives a great example of this, um, trying to get away and the aversion of, and how it can dig us in deeper. He talks about having one of the, um, Chinese finger traps, the little game we used to play. We'd put it on, uh, our finger at one on each hand and, or they also call it finger handcuffs. And then when you try to pull your fingers out to take it off, uh, the, the harder you pull, the tighter it grips, and this is how many of our mental processes work. We are trying so hard to get out that we're just tightening the grip. So maybe that's a visual you can use. You can pic- picture yourself pulling your fingers apart with that uh, those Chinese uh, finger traps on there, and, and and say to yourself, "Wait a minute, I'm struggling. I'm pulling too hard. Let me relax." It really is when we're no longer trying to fix this anxiety issue and, uh, and work our way out of it now that the problem tends to relax and begin to go away. Nothing wrong, like I said, about learning how to calm your nervous system. Many of us need to do that in this culture where we don't know how to do it anymore. We don't fall into it naturally. So do arm yourself with some great information and education and learn how to take care of your nervous system. But don't try to fix this in a way that is a struggle. This is an issue that the more calm and relaxed we are as we are going through it, the more quickly and easily we will move through it. I hope this show has been helpful for you. And I look forward to talking with you in a few more days. Before I read today's quote, I was wondering if you prefer the show without ads, or perhaps you might like to have access to the entire back catalog of over 600 episodes. Maybe you'd like some bonus meditation episodes. All of that and more are available for five bucks a month with our premium Supercast membership. Go to anxietycoaches.supercast.com and join us ad-free today. The link will be in the show notes. And now for today's quote. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. And that's from Marie Curie. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.